Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. While Singapore stocks little change earlier amid a mixed performance in global markets. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.01% to 3,215 points after some 25 million securities changed hands and the broader market. Now, closing numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what we are looking at. The Straits Times Index for now is down 0.01% at 3,215 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $815 million. Now, gainers trailed losers 247 versus 287. Top five movers by value we have here, DBS, OCBC, UOB, Singtel and Yangtze shipbuilding sing dollars and heavily traded securities we have Seadrim, Rex International and Yangtzejiang shipbuilding sing dollars. Now in terms of companies to watch we do have EV maker new because the Chinese EV maker said yesterday that it had no reportable capital raising activity. Now this of course in response to earlier media reports that it is considering raising around 3 billion US dollars in capital from investors. Now elsewhere from TikTok shopping facing headwinds in Indonesia to JP Morgan's um, CEO's comments of a worst-case scenario of rates hitting 7% in the US. More corporate and international headlines for you. And for more, we are joined on the line by Toby Gresham, Investment Counselor Team Lead at City Private Bank. Toby, welcome. Thank you very much, TNTN. Great to be on. Great to have you on board as well. And I was looking at the rates 7%. What? Uh, but let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How has the STI fed so far? How is it expected to close today? Any surprises? when it comes to the movers, say, maybe new for today? Yes, I mean, look, Asia was predominantly in the red today. We had Japan, China, Thailand, Australia, all down about half a percent. Singapore was defensive, though, uh, broadly flat, maybe marginally down. Um, And a lot of that had to do with rate-sensitive names. Um, The long end of the curve is pushing up much higher. Mm. And as a result, banks and REITs, uh, they were down. Um, You mentioned NEO, Obviously, uh, quite a bit of volatility overnight on on that particular name. Uh, These EV names, I think, are, I mean, they're a lot higher volatility. They they react on positive news and also, in this case, potentially negative news. Um, A lot of these EV firms aren't making that much, um, you know, aren't making that much profit as of yet. So any sort of jitters around cash fundraising will have an impact on the stock. Um, and in this case, it, it wasn't that much different. Hmm. And let's sidetrack a little since we are talking about EVs, Toby. The EU's probe into Beijing's electric vehicle subsidies could hurt Mercedes, S-Class and Porsche uh, the most. And that's if the move leads to tit-for-tat tariffs. Now, the EU versus China question is who will stand to lose or win in this battle, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think this comes down to who's got the, the, the largest market um, that yeah. these EVs want to be operating in. And China is the obvious one here. It is the largest EV market and it's growing at a staggering rate as we're seeing swift adoption um, by the Chinese on, on electric vehicles. Uh, to put that in context, BYD, who you know is, is one of the big manufacturers, I think it produced about 1.9 million cars last year. 80% of those it sold in China. Mm. So, you know, if we think about the European names, 
they they want a piece of that market. And so they will be obviously putting pressure and treading very carefully to make sure that that doesn't get impacted. On top of that, if you're looking at the markets at the moment, you know, the global semiconductors and, and auto component manufacturers, a lot of their growth is coming selling into these um, into these Chinese manufacturing names. And so they want a piece of that market too. So I think China is, is the, it has the upper hand here relative to Europe. Mm. And let's take a look at what's happening uh, within Southeast Asia though, uh, Toby. Indonesia is prohibiting social media companies from facilitating direct e-commerce payments on their platform. Now this is seen as a move that is targeted at TikTok shopping. So what does it mean for e-commerce firms in the region? We've seen uh, stock movements of C Group uh, shares up 12% in the US last night go to jumped 5.8% in early Asian trade are your thoughts yeah no some big moves there in those names um, that, that have been volatile for much of the year in this case I mean it was obviously positive these names but look there is there is a genuine global fear out of there in regard to social media giants getting involved in e-commerce and, and it's understandable I mean the, the, the potential um, customer base is huge for these names and, and at the moment, you know, um, Indonesia are looking to limit their, their interaction to advertising and stopping people from being able to click and transact. Mm. Um, no sign as of yet if whether that theme will cascade across other regions. But from our perspective, look, Asian e-commerce players have um, seen a huge amount of competition and they've been subsidizing and discounting to try and win market share. Yeah. So that's not favorable economics for us from our perspective to be investing here. And so we've been quite cautious on the Asian e-commerce names as a result. Hmm. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Toby Gresham, investment counsellor, team lead at City Private Bank. Uh, Toby, the US has as many as 18 new ETFs scheduled to launch uh, this week. And that's more than double the average weekly total of 8.5 so far this year, according to data from CFRA research, that is. Uh, what is really behind this flurry of activity of late? Yeah, I mean, without diving too much into into the data, you know, ETFs here are hugely popular and continue to be so. And a lot of that is coinciding with strong investor themes. And, and a lot of the ETFs we've seen launched have been, you know, along the lines of the cryptocurrencies, mm. ESG, EVs, for example. And, and we don't see that changing. But, you know, from our perspective, in actual fact, we've been a bit more focused on the actives rather than the passive. Um, and, and the reason for that is there's increasingly disparity we're seeing in return across global markets. Um, on the headline, sometimes it looks quite muted. But when you dig down into some of the sectors and some of the style differential and, and also market cap, there is a lot that's being left behind. And so, I mean, just by way of example, we've been looking at managers who are focused on a small medium cap space, mm-hmm. Smith, because the big cap tech has left those behind them. Into the future, we can see that catching up. So we've been focusing on managers that, that can invest successfully in that space. And finally, before we let you go, uh, Toby, J.P. Morgan Chase's CEO, Jamie Dingman, has said in an interview with the Times of India uh, that the world may not be prepared for a worst-case scenario of the U.S. Fed benchmark rates hitting not 6% but 7% along with stagflation. The question is, is he being overly pessimistic even though we are talking about a worst-case scenario here? Um, yeah, I mean, 7% is a big number. And um, I mean, Jamie, you know, I think in his piece mentioned, you know, naught to 2 has little impact, naught to 5 uh, catches people off guard. But, you know, the market's not ready for 7. And, and, and look, we would agree with him. Um, and crucially, what he mentioned, that it was 7 and stagflation. And, mm-hmm. you know, stagflation's high inflation, high rates, 
and low growth. And, and that's where we would sort of disagree with him. Um, our, our growth expectations for next year in the U.S. is for about 13% EPS. And as a result, you know, we feel that's very resilient. So we can see rates being maintained at these higher levels and we can see them staying there for longer. But from our perspective, growth is resilient and, and ultimately inflation will continue to ease into the uh, into next year. And, and ultimately, we're going to see rates uh, roll over into the second half of next year as well. All right. Thanks a lot, Toby. We now have the closing numbers on the Singapore Stock Exchange. The Straits Times Index closed down 0.01%, and we're looking at 3,215 points. Thanks a lot, Toby. Once again, that was Toby Gresham, Investment Counselor Team Lead at City Private Bank. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.